What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Hey, y'all. Hey. This is episode 47 of the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, Vulnerability Fails. I'm Mikey. Oh, no, we didn't get to that part. I'm sorry. We didn't get to that part, but since it's your lead. It's your lead. I know. I'm Randy. And I'm Mikey. (laughs) This is the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. And before we get started about this episode, we have some listener feedback. Nikki left a really nice voicemail um, mm-hmm. and has some questions that me and Mike are going to answer before we really get into the episode, but the voicemail first. Yes. Also, this episode is going to have some small features from Drew because yes. why not? She's fighting her sleep. <laughs> All right. We hope you enjoy. Hey, guys. It's Nikki again. I message y'all all the time. Um, so I really been enjoying the last few episodes, both on public and the ones on Patreon. And I've been behind for about two and a half weeks now. And I spent all Monday catching up. Well, one of the things I wanted to bring up was two questions that my husband posed to me today that I think would be super interesting to hear you guys talk about. Um, the first was, what can I do to be a better husband? And he started the question off with, don't get upset. Um, there's nothing coming from the background. Like, there's nothing behind it. And he just wanted me to answer it. And the second one was, how do you feel about my role as leading job? Um, is it consistent? Are you happy with how I lead? And I thought they were both super interesting questions because they really made me think. And then we posted them back to one another, and I wanted to hear you guys kind of have a conversation about that and see how that goes for you guys. Again, I love the podcast. I love the Patreon even more. And you guys are doing a really good job with life. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. Check it out. Now look, the apple don't fall far from trees, right? I'm in the land of milk and honey with the bees, like. And if I'm ripping it, what I'm sowing with my seeds, like. Now check it out. I've been a father since I was a toddler. I would teach. Thank you, Nikki. Yeah. Um, you awake? I am. I actually really love when we get feedback from people. Yes. Like I know I keep saying that. You do. But it, it's really nice. It's <laughs> it nice is. knowing that we're not talking to ourselves. It Which is. I also keep saying because it really is true. Um, so she asked two questions. Yes, and I figured before yes yeah. before we dive into the episode, I would like to answer them. I think that'd be interesting. Um, yes, but it's your lead. So who would you, who you want to go first? Me what can you do? What can I do to be a better wife? Because you said you wanted to ask these questions when we talked about it to get both of our yeah, opinions. So, so we can ask the answer. So okay, well, Randy, what can? Oh, so you're asking yes. me. What can you do to be a better wife? Ooh, babe. Huh? You okay? <laughs> yes. No, I'm sorry. I, just, I wrote it out. Backwards. Yes. I thought I was supposed to ask you, like, what can you do to be a better wife? What can I do? To be a better wife. 
Yeah. That question is loaded. It is a loaded question. It is, but for the sake of answering it, because I need to have an answer. You do. Um, I was talking to one of my classmates about this. Um, not oh. about this specifically, but about one of the, the things that is just really difficult whenever we have like a clash mm-hmm. is that sometimes I would like for you to apologize first. Okay. And I don't know how like to like word that, but like you don't apologize often until like things come to like a, like a boil or you've had time to like really sit with it and be like, yeah, I guess I was wrong during that time. And you'd like, you come with it and your apology is always great. I'm like, damn. That would have been really nice back then. Um, mm-hmm. But my thing is always to apologize first because I try to be like, yeah, you know, obviously there's something wrong here and then go from there. Um, but it's just not, it's not often that you are like oh. the problem mm-hmm. or that you were the one who would mess up something. So when you do, I don't know. Okay. So Drew just pooped and I had to change the diaper, mm-hmm. but it gave me time to think mm-hmm. about what I'm trying to say. Okay. And I still ain't come up with a conclusion, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, just, I guess one of the, something that you could do to make you a better wife is like just apologizing. I think we talked about it. Um, we, we, when we did, I think the love language test and we had a discussion and it came up with like, we came up with a couple of things and you were like, you realize that the, I do certain things because that's things that I would want. Like I give you affirmations and tell you how good you look because those are things that I would like. Mm-hmm. Right. And I realize that, like, I'm always trying to, like, apologize first and, like, try to see where I'm, like, wrong first when I approach something because I, I would like that in return. Okay. That makes sense? It does. I'm a little confused, though, because a few episodes ago, you thanked me for always apologizing when it's time to apologize. Yeah. One. So but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't happen do often, but when but- you do... It's always like it's time. You tell me I always apologize, and I feel like I always apologize. But your your no, problem is like I don't always... apologize first. No, yes, there we go. Well, we've talked about this over our relationship. We process things differently, mm-hmm. um, and then there have been times when I've apologized. I feel like first, and one time you were like, "Well, you don't seem sorry." So then it became like a you were like, "Well, the, you don't. I don't like you know. You're not." I didn't seem like I was sorry in terms of like my reaction or like how I was apologizing. So that was a problem for you. Like it wasn't like, I don't know how you wanted it to look for me to apologize. So that was also a thing. So that's why since then I've been trying to take my time. like when we were back in our old apartment? Yes. Either way, it was a thing that came up. So that's Mm -hmm. why now I've tried to take my time to figure out what you really meant, what happened. That was like a, that was like a, oh, well, you know, well, I'm sorry. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a. Which was also the argument. You you interpreted it that way, but that was not where that's I was. That's how it came so out. I mean, I know that, that may not have been you where you were like mentally or what you meant to do. Mm-hmm. But it came out as like, you know, oh, well, I'm, well, I'm sorry. Instead of like a, it wasn't like a, it just didn't feel like, like one of those, like, you know, like oh, I, I sincerely like apologize for whatever I do. It was like, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry that that like happened. Now let's like, I'm sorry. Okay. It's so just, it's just so moving forward, you would like me to apologize first when you feel like I've done something wrong or that should, it should be apologized. I just want to be like clear about weird. what you want. I want to be clear I, about what I, you want. Yeah. I don't know. Let's come back to me. No. Tell, like, no, because I, I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to word that. If that's what you want, then just say it. I guess I'm asking more for, like, let's just, like, try to see where you might be wrong in a situation before we start getting into it. And then we find out, okay, well, I guess I was. And I was like, well, you know, well, this is what I was trying to say in the beginning. But, you know, now here we are. And they'd be like, okay, well, you know, well, I apologize. And I'd be like, well, damn, we didn't have to go through all of that. Like, we could have just. You know, okay. like, yeah, you're trying to sing tonight. All right. 
So your turn. Did that make sense? It does. Wait, what? I Nothing. feel like I'm missing something. What? No, did that make sense? It makes sense. Okay. Well, oh, the other question. Oh, well, same question before we get into that second one. What can I do to be a better husband? Um, You could keep your appointments, make a doctor's appointment. You can make a chiropractor appointment. You could actually take care of yourself um, because this has been a running concern for years. And you do all this work and you go on and on about how hard you're working and how much you're in pain and your knee and your back and your life. And we have health insurance mm -hmm. and we have friends who have like chiropractors who have sent you coupons, which is like, hey, go. And I know that in some ways it's a time constraint. So like because you're doing a coding program, there's no... um. Like you, by the time you get out, some of these places are closed, but not every place. And some of these places are open on the weekends. Your doctor, doctors are also flexible. Like you haven't even like, I don't even know when your last annual was. Well, you don't even know your blood. Schedule hasn't been flexible enough for even even on like those weekend times. If there's not a therapy hey, appointment, but we a... can make. What I'm saying is, you can prioritize. There's a way to prioritize your health one day a month, one time for a year. Is what I'm saying. That's, that's fair. You could. That's what you could do better because I want you to be around and you working it. And I'm pointing you working hard. If you're gonna be dead, then not enjoy it or be too in pain to enjoy it, and you can't run with Drew or like do anything. That really bothers me. It does, and. You could be better if you took care of yourself. That's all I'll be asking you to do. That's it. I hear you. Okay. All right. Um, are you happy with how I lead or follow? I don't know which one you want me to. You put it. You, you wrote it weird. Uh, it would depend on. So if we're talking in, I don't know, in like terms of in the family. Because all right, her husband asked her. Was if, she did, was she happy with how he led? Okay. Was so I'm consistent? asking you, are you happy with the way that I lead? Lead in what way? Like, like as the husband, as your husband, as the man of the house, are you happy with the direction that this family is going? Are you happy with my overall? In what ways do you think you lead? Is as I think that that's a better way I can. Actually yeah, we would have you. to like define lead. I don't know. Just by being a man presently. Do I? Okay. Because we what, literally never had this conversation. Yeah. So, but I want like in what ways do you think that you lead? So I can tell you if you do it well. I don't know. Like, all right. So, you know, we planned to do this move for me to do this program for us to basically like shift our lives because of the direction that things were going in before. And it's harder, but you know, there's a payoff at the end of this. Like, I guess with that situation, like with the decision that you made. Yeah. Like we come together and we make all of our decisions together, but ultimately um, someone has to present the, the decision and somebody has to like follow through with it. Mm -hmm. So I guess, with what I am doing is the way that I follow through with things. Something that you, I don't know. Do you like how, I do, how I do what it is that I do for you, for our family? Yes. Um, I do. In terms of what you could do better. That's the only way I, I think that you've been inconsistent. Cause I did come up with inconsistency. He did ask if she was, he asked her if she thought he was consistent with his leadership. You're really big on my self care and me taking care of myself. But you don't lead by example in that sense. So that's the only way that with you With the self-care thing. Yes. So that's okay. the only way that in terms of like leading, if that was like, since that's the question that I find that you are inconsistent. But otherwise, I do think that you lead well. Okay. You have clarification. Yeah, it does. Well, now I'm curious. In what ways do you think that I lead? Um, I mean, I, I think I follow I your lead a lot when it comes to interactions with people, mm -hmm. um, family members, both of our sides. Um, I think you're a good mediator. And so I tend to go based off how you are acting to like help with my temperament. You're, you're in a lot of situations. You're much calmer. So I like 
follow your lead. I try to follow your lead in that sense. When you're like, if you're not having a lot of anxiety about something, then I try not to. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I'm a, I'm a mood setter. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I do. I think the moment that you get live is like, okay, something's wrong. That's true. So like this week. Yes. Um. But yeah. So yeah, that's how. That's what I think. Okay. So I didn't have anything else to add to that. Did you? No. But um. Oh wait, I didn't ask. Are you happy with how I lead or follow, lead or follow, lead slash follow? I don't think you got the answer. Sorry. Um. I just realized. It's a good mix, like in all things. Um, like I'm, I'm sometimes happy with the way that you lead with things with the podcast, and sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm happy with the way that you are leading. Eh, no, 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 you're just you're perfectly fine. <laughs> like in in every other area. What what ways are you not happy with? Like it's nothing like big. It'd be like like, so you know we have meetings about everything. We set a new schedule. We're very specific about stuff. Um, and you know we've been sticking to it. We've been you know we've been going like how we're supposed to. Um, but we are both very attached to things with this podcast. We take a lot of it very seriously. And so like earlier, you were just like like do I need a reminder for something? I was like no, no, I didn't. I don't. Like, like good like when i tell you like i have a plan or that i've been like thinking about something like i've already been like thinking about it like like that's not like a leadership thing but it's like you know it's just like a moment but overall no i like the way that you do what you do i don't really have criticisms for somebody who you where you see they're putting in all effort to like try to get to being a better version of themselves or something and we had a conversation a long time ago about what following looked like um like that whole trust thing Mm-hmm. And ever since then, like, I have recognized that you are doing more to just be like, okay, just kind of like accept I have ideas and that we can like go along with stuff and maybe it'll work out. And that's it. But I'm satisfied. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Nikki. Um, Mikey, I didn't mean to cut you off the first time when you were thinking her. I just realized I did not get to ask your question or you didn't get okay. to ask your question. But thank you again. Um, Again, this has sparked a lot of conversation between us and we thought it went perfectly with the episode that we are doing today so yeah. this episode is sponsored by the good folks at patreon Ooh, tell them about the good folks at patreon randy uh the black woman marriage patreon features additional content like my blog posts about being a wife mom woman and writer mikey's daddy's journals additional mini and bonus episodes we're actually thinking about moving all minis to patreon mm-hmm. um that actually, I think that is actually that's, happening. That's going to happen. actually happening. So all mini and bonus episodes will be on Patreon moving forward. Early access to what's going on with our family and more. If this sounds like something you might be into, you can join for as little as $3 a month. Check us out on patreon.com slash black millennial marriage, or you can go to patreon.com and search our podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk about one of the epiphanies I had on my two week break from social media regarding a struggle to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to share a journal entry, a part of a journal entry that I wrote, and then we will discuss how we feel about it. Yeah, this is going to be a loose episode. Don't know if you can catch the vibes. It's a little rough over here, but we have had sex, so hopefully that helps. I feel better. But that's nice. But yeah, so we're kind of let this, you know, episode be what it is, and we look forward to y'all feedback. But after that, we're going to, after we get into this episode, we know we have the fight or flight and it's my turn and we're going to end with some PDA because it'll probably be really needed after this episode. But before all that, love story from Mikey. What you got? Yes. So this love story was brought to you by blackamericaweb.com. Okay. You ever heard of them before? I have not. Basically, this article featured um, a list of like celebrity couples 
So the story behind this, I was thinking about an interview with um Denzel Washington's son. This was sometime last year, maybe two years ago. Um, he stars in the HBO series Ballers. Mm-hmm. And um, I just really like him. Like, as a person, he just seems really cool. And he was speaking about how important his mother was. Like, Denzel Washington gets recognized for being Denzel Washington. Right. But Pauletta Washington is Pauletta. Right. And he, like, dove real deep into that. So it got me thinking about some of these, like, stories of these couples or people that we've known about since we were kids. And um, I just got a couple of love stories about these relationships. So it's just four. And these are celebrities? Yeah. We don't usually do celebrities. No. Okay. But their stories were interesting to me. And that's fine. Um, so how much do you know about Samuel L. Jackson and his wife? A lot. Really? I think I've, I think I've seen, I think that I've seen his article. If anybody, I thought maybe you would know about them. That's why I chose him first. But yeah. um, Samuel L. Jackson and Latanya Richardson have been married for 39 years. Um, actually, at this point, it's about 40. They... Tied the knot in 1980. Um, the couple welcomed their daughter Zoe Jackson in 1982. During his acceptance speech at the 2016 BET Awards, Jackson spoke candidly about his wife and daughter and how they helped him overcome substance abuse issues. Um, they found me passed out on the floor after I had left somebody's bachelor party and put my ass in rehab the next day and supported me and pushed me and gave me a reason to get up and go and chase it day after day. Samuel has appeared in over a hundred films, which everyone is aware of at this point, um, but hasn't stopped him from making his wife and family priority. And I just thought that was really nice. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that story. As somebody like who, you know, my motivation is my wife and child. That just stuck out to me. Yeah. Um, and it made me look at Samuel as somebody other than the dude that screams in every movie. <laughs> Even though he is the dude that screams. That screams in every movie. In every movie. Yeah. Uh, that brought me to somebody else who I was really interested in. Samuel Jackson starred in one of my favorite movies as a child, which was Deep Blue Sea. Oh, yeah, he did. So if anybody's seen Deep Blue Sea, there's a scene where Samuel get his, like, he's making this really impassioned speech about how they got to push forward and they, yeah. they're going to overcome. Together. Yeah. And he just get eaten. Yes, he does. Really quickly. <laughs> and he was one of two black people in the movie. The other one was. Wait, don't tell me. I know this. You got it. Did the song for the movie. He was a chef. LL. LL Cool J. Yes. So this is about LL Cool J and um, Simone Smith. They've okay. been married for 24 years. Yes. Um, he put her through some stuff. As we have now hit three. It's hard. 24 seems like. 39 seems. I don't know. That's a sentence. I don't know. Um, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Simone Smith was the rapper's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and Simone and LL met when they were only teenagers after being introduced through her cousin. Um, age didn't stop this love from blossoming. The couple went on to get married in 1995. They have four children, and they stayed united through Simone's bone cancer diagnosis in 2004. Okay. Um, I wasn't able to find out whether or not she was in remission or where she is at that point, but I believe she I is. I think she is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 24 years, four kids, cancer. And some infidelities. Lots. Lots. And lots. Which that wasn't part about. of the article, but yes, yeah. those things too. Like, that's... It's a story. There's a story there. Um, so please, if you're interested, dive deeper. Third couple, right? Because I started thinking about black people from movies that I liked as a kid. Mm-hmm. And it led me to Morris Chestnut. Oh, okay, okay. How okay, much do you okay. know about Morris Chestnut and his wife? A lot. I, a lot. Damn it, Randy. I, I, I think I read this. <laughs> I think I did because it's sounding familiar. Morris and Pam Chestnut. <laughs> they have been married for 24 I'm years. I'm going to start lying. Yes. No, it's fine. You speak your truth. Um, same amount of time as LL Cool J mm-hmm. and them, except less kids and less 
infidelity. But we're not going to dive too deep into that. Yes. Um, women and men have been fawning over Morris since first seeing him on screen in 1991, Greatest Year Ever, in Boys in the Hood. Pam shut it down just four years later. Morris says he knew she was the one um, for a very special reason. He told Essence, uh, when I met my wife, there were a lot of qualities I was paying attention to. I knew that she would be a great mother just for how she cared for her nephew and her family. She respected her mother and she respected her family. And those were some of the initial qualities that I saw and I thought would make her a great partner. Okay. Um, that stuck out to me because I think love at first sight is real. Mm-hmm. Um, though it's not always healthy and it doesn't always like work out. Sometimes when you know, you know. Yes. Um, I remember when we were young, I spotted a lot of those things. And you, you cared about your brother so much. You were crazy. I am. You are. I care about crazy about him. I love that. But Keanu, um, that's the baby. Yeah, and as somebody who loves their family, and you know, I'm kind of a black man. I think that that's nice. Uh, and little things like that. I loved your relationship with your mom. Y'all were really close. It was really weird at first, and it took me some getting used to. But I know. You know, time has passed, and now I love her, and she loves me <laughs> more than you. <laughs> and like you know, there's love there. And last but not least, okay, this man is one of my favorite actors. Okay. My favorite movie is Training Day, and he stars in it. You just did Denzel. I know, but I ain't dive into their relationship. Okay. It was Denzel and uh, <laughs> Pauletta Washington. They've been married for 36 years. Yes. 36. Yes. 36. Mikey. That's three dozen. That's a lot of years. I'm just trying to let these numbers sink in. Um, the Washingtons jumped the broom in 1983, but that's after. John David Washington put it clearly, Pauletta supported Denzel as he struggled to become an actor. Um, John explains it today that before they got married, she was on Broadway working. And this was a part of the interview that I saw from him a long time ago. She paid for their first date. She paid the bill. She paid the cab ride home. And I know that. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. He added, um, my father taught me to hunt. My mother taught me to love. He speaks very highly of his mother. Yeah, I know. He he always shuts it down in interviews when they Every, be, when they yeah, always give her I hear you respect. asking about Denzel, but you're not asking about Pauletta enough, so yeah. I tell you. Yeah. He always and, shuts um, it down. Clearly his mama hard. That's how Drew gonna be for me. What? She gonna always shut it down. When people try to talk about She's her, gonna always her mom. She gonna, she gonna make sure they know. That her mom was important? Yes. Why do you think they'd ask about the mom first instead of the dad? You're gonna be bigger than me by the that's time she's old enough to do an interview. I don't think that's true. Oh. You up here developing apps and shit. You might be out here, sir. You wrote a whole book. <laughs> and so, that's just the first. People don't read. <laughs> Wait for it. Everybody watch the movie. This is true. They would. Then they'll double back to the book. They always that's do. How they always do. The book is always better, y'all. Always. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I got to start Game of Thrones. As soon as he finishes these other books. But yeah, He's no, that was it. He's not going to finish. <laughs> Just go ahead and get it out of the way. He's never going to finish his book. That Just was my last ahead. story. Okay. Um The story of Denzel and Pauletta Washington, yeah. it's inspiring. 36 years is a lot. So what made you choose this? A rabbit hole of articles and just going down stuff. And um I try not to fight it anymore. Wherever I find stories, that's not from humans in New York. You're just going to go with it. But I'm going to go with it. But um I honestly... I was watching HBO, and you know, now that Game of Thrones is off, there's nothing else to watch. Right. And so I started watching behind-the-scenes ballers. Oh, okay. <laughs> that led me to um, Denzel's interview, yeah. and then I was like, okay. I was like, I'm going to look into them. Then I found this stuff about a whole bunch of other black couples that are in Hollywood that you wouldn't know. Yeah, about. about. Um, some other honorable mentions was the gentleman from uh, Preacher's Wife. Uh, Courtney. Yes. Um, you talked about Bassett. this marriage a lot. Angela Bassett. I really like them together. I didn't know they was married. What? Hold up. 
Yes, they are married. Yeah, you brought it up like five years ago. I brought it up. You brought it a couple there. of times. Yes. But every time you do, I kind of like forget because. Yes, they're together. Whenever I see Angela, it's just her by herself. It's not true. Doing all. like dope shit. I'm, every time I see Angela, it's you just Angela. follow her page? No. Oh, okay. That, that is why. Wow. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that's it. Those are my love stories. All right. I liked it. It was nice going down memory lane. I didn't know all of that about Denzel and Pauletta. So thanks. she paid for the first date. I mean, but look, she got it back. Tenfold. She did. You know, she could have been one of those people that's out here like you trying to be an actor. Really, really, you want to act? Well, I mean, that's she would understand because she was on Broadway, so exactly. I think she wouldn't get the struggle. But there are people who, even if they, even though they share the same passion, they are. Like, you're not as good as someone. Like people can think that. I guess in this case, it worked out for her, but it don't mean you got to stick around, y'all. What you mean? Like nah, it do her. mean that sometimes okay for you to pay for the date. Yeah, I'm just He's struggling no, that's now. What I'm he saying. may not later. Yeah, like in this instance, it worked out. He kept his word. He and it's not like it was nothing harmful or you know, you know, um, not anything toxic. Uh, abusive. Yeah, yeah. But if that's the case, then get out. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, again, this episode is vulnerability fails, and we kind of mentioned this in episode forty-five, and these are basically. The backstory is this is just thoughts from my break, and we wanted to devote an episode to it because it was a lot. And yep. um, yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to have this conversation on the microphone for the people. Let's let's see where this goes. So, what is vulnerability? Um, well, guess who just Googled it? I know. I was just about to. <laughs> I know. We gotta do better. What is vulnerability? Vulnerability. All right. Google defines this word as. The quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, mm. either physically or emotionally. Mm. Okay. That sounds like a really good. Used in a sentence. Content. Mm-hmm. No, that's fine. What is trust? Oh, I thought you was on a roll. Trust. Were you on a roll? Yes. Google. I got all of them up. Oh, okay. Google defines trust as a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Okay. And what is faith? It's actually really It is. Faith. Faith is defined as complete trust, which we just defined, or confidence in someone or something. So they're similar. They're synonyms. Yes. Well. In addition, um, strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. So when we had the production meeting, you wanted to lay out these these words. Why? Um, One, we're really big on words. Um, You're a writer. You're a reader. I used to write. You used to read. I can I used to read. <laughs> I like to talk. Yes. And when you're talking, you need to know what you're talking about. Yes. So it's important that you read and understand the words that come out of your mouth um, because everything has an impact. Um, right. And we're just really big on words. So I wanted to be very straightforward about what these words were that we're talking about. Okay. Well, um, Mikey, I also thought that I should read a piece of the journal entry. And I don't think I've ever done that, you know, in life out loud. <sighs> so um, I will. Hold up. What was the reason why you brought this episode up? You wanted to do this episode. Uh, yeah, but now I regret that, which we have talked about it. We have talked about that regret. Why? I wanted the episode because we need content and life will give you that. Um, <laughs> what other reason, Randy? Oh, also, uh, <laughs> um, because I thought it was a, uh, I hope that it's a conversation, um, or just an experience that other people can relate to so that I do not feel so crazy and alone. When Randy and, um, brought it up, I think it's fair for me to say this. When she first brought it up, I was hurt. And I was a little sad, and I did not want to do this episode. I don't remember that being. We ain't, we didn't talk about it. Oh, okay. Just, well, it was the subject. Um, originally this episode was going to be titled "I Don't Trust I don't You." Trust you. And I was like, well, that's always well, fun. But, and the reason I wanted to change it is because from further 
reflection. I don't think it's a trust issue. I think it's a vulnerability issue, which is which fair. is a which is but which could when we be into a the trust issue. Yeah. Um. So. But I. But that reason is because I feel like. I don't, never mind. We can go into it anyway. No, never mind. No. 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 What are you saying? Um. <laughs> I feel like there's. I. I don't always feel like there's room for error with you. And sometimes I feel bad because and we've talked about this before. I'm not as quick as you. We can have a conversation and you have like this feedback automatically. And it takes me like a minute because I really want to make sure that I understood what was said. Um, that's probably a confidence issue too. Um, mm. but also, but also I just really, I'm really big on clarification and like making sure that I understand where you're coming from so that I'm not consistently doing something that is, that is, you know, harmful. But earlier when you mentioned what could make me a better wife, and I know that wasn't easy for you to say, but that's how you feel. And I respect you for for saying that. And But it still is just like, it, it seems like it's more important that I be first rather than the fact that I do apologize. And so that's what I mean, like there's no room for error. And so that's why earlier when I said I regret doing this episode or like having this idea is because like obviously 10 years ago, this would have been great had I realized this. Mm-hmm. But it has been this life experience most recently that has made me realize it's like, I didn't know this was laying dormant somewhere inside me until, you know, this year, until we started going through more stuff. And, um, and I try to bring it to the forefront, but I, I mean, I do agree with you. If I had known this sooner and, and or had like the wherewithal to have this reflection and be this introspective when I was 19, then I think that we could be like, it could be different, but I didn't. And again, um, we did have a conversation off the mic and we clarify, like, I wasn't saying that I want you to apologize first. I was saying approaching a conversation with the thought that I may be wrong before we get into it was what was what I was trying to express. Right. Um, uh, yes. But then when we got into it, Randy brought up the point that like, I don't think that she does that. And I was like, and I think I do, well, but I don't I, do it I out do, loud. You don't. Yeah. Um, I was like, well, I, I, I wouldn't know that based off of conversations that we had. Cause again, these are things that I say and I vocalize and I express you may very well feel these things, but I don't know. And that's one of the pitfalls of like just communication in general. Right. Because you're walking around and you're feeling like you're saying things or you're doing something a certain way and it's not being seen that way by your partner. You start to feel ways, ways that you shouldn't feel, ways that you should feel open to communicate. Um, and that sucks because that also still sucked to hear that you think that there's not a lot of room for error around me, which was also it. just kind of funny because I feel the same way. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. It, I, I don't know. Is that just like a thing that happens when you are together? Married? Probably. I know. <laughs> no clue. We... It's, it's nerve wracking. Like trying to like, or like feeling like you're walking on eggshells. But yes. it's like a, it's a daily thing and we see it from different sides. And I guess we experience it from two different perspectives, but it, it happens. It does. Like, what do you do with that? Guess you try to talk about it and stay married. All right, well, That's all I got. Let's, let's talk about That's it. I guess you also journal about it. Yeah, I do. Real quick, before you read this, do you not want to read this journal? Oh, I don't mind reading it. What made you take to paper before talking to me about it? I just think that this is important to talk about. I don't. Oh, I mean, I've always journaled. Um, that is something, and and also last year when I was doing that narrative exploration therapy when I had to go process something from my childhood and I would come home and I would talk to you about it and it was re-traumatizing. Randy told me everything from when she was a child. I'm very well versed in the history of Randy. Um, All of that stuff when we were kids was traumatizing. Stuff I share with you also. But the point of you doing therapy was to 
handle it differently to process it i've never processed it and part of i've never been put in a situation was... where i could process it so in therapy i had to literally talk about it mm-hmm. like every day every time i went in um and and recall memories and that was really difficult and i come home and i bring that to mike and he expressed that it was difficult to go through that again essentially and so both of our therapists suggested that i journal and so this is actually a journal you got me um so i've been journaling yeah. since but I've always journaled, but I've been using this as a way to put down before I come to you because it was causing such a problem to just automatically talk without like writing it down and, first or like filtering. And it, and that's not and like, why I, I really appreciate you for being honest or I wouldn't, I don't think I would journal half as much as I do. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to be told like, Hey, this is actually really hard to hear right now. Can you go like, yeah. And to clarify, it, so. it wasn't that I didn't want to hear from you, I know. you know, and it wasn't that you were telling me because your first thought was, oh, I want to come home and dump this on him. Like, it's a thing that happens. You talk with your partner. stuff Like, you just, you know, conversations just gets flowing. Yes. Um, You want to talk about your day. If a big part of your day was a whole bunch of stuff you just processed, it looks like that. It took a lot of conversations for us to get to the point where it was like, hey, this is actually, like, a lot. Right. Um, On top of the work that I was doing at the time. Yes, you were still with your kids. And, like, it, it was just, it was a whole bunch of things at once. Um, And so you took to journaling more. How do you think that's helped you? I think it helps. Um, I write my journal entries to God, so it makes me feel like I have a relationship um, with God in that way. But um, it just, it, it, I think it helps just in helping me feel like I can talk to somebody when I feel like I can't talk to you, to be quite honest. Or like can't talk to you yet or when I need to filter out or really get my words out because I know with you it's a big deal to like, what are you saying? Like I that I say what I mean or mean like I say what I mean to say and we clash often if i've said something that wasn't necessarily like how i meant to say it and so i feel safer writing it down first and bringing it to you rather than like messing up and having to like apologize for that which is fair so that's that's how okay how, how do you like the way i just did that whole little it was fine segue conversation thing so this is just a piece of it of what i wrote on my break this was april 30th and i said uh i don't trust mikey I love him and I'm in love with him and I even have faith in him. I've used all our words so far, but I don't trust him. (laughs) And that's solely because I don't trust myself. But maybe that's not the truth or at least the whole truth. I believe I may have some biases about men that still after all these years still for my dad. But underneath all of that, I believe I have a fear of needing someone needing him and letting him take care of me. And why I believe if I, I believe if I let him take care of me and provide then I am weak, then I look weak that I am weak and I don't want to be weak. But what if I am? And why do I think being taken care of and love equates to weakness? I don't know. Maybe because I've never seen a woman being taken care of and loved by a man without having to give up something of their own. Maybe because men who end up taking care of or loving their women become domineering and mean from my experience. Or maybe because I don't want to completely depend or be taken care of and loved by Mikey and then have him stripped away and be left without my devices. Or maybe I'm just scared and it's hard being the kind of vulnerable being taken care of takes. That's why flirting, this has nothing to do with <laughs> No, no, share. Mikey gets on me about how I flirt. So that's why flirting is hard for me. I don't want to look or be as awkward as flirting takes. I don't want to do it wrong. But that's what flirting is. A whole bunch of lines that people, including me, are silly enough to be turned on by. 
maybe I don't trust Mikey to take care of me because I really want to be taken care of and I'm afraid that makes me look lazy and that no matter what I should always strive to take care of myself alone because Mikey is a man and people are fallible but I know I have to give all this up for the marriage that I said I wanted that I do want even if I ignore what I said um, I want to be so okay with myself that I am not afraid of a closeness with Mikey, a person I have decided to, I have decided and chosen to do life with. I watched Brene Brown's Call to Courage and loved it. I was moved and I pray I retain the lessons. And today I choose courage over comfort. So that was the, that was the entry. Was that choppy? I, I, I was trying no, to read it. No, it wasn't. Here's the thing that I love and hate about your writing, right? So I don't think this conversation is going to go at all like what we thought it was just after hearing that out loud. I read it to you. I know. But hearing you say it again, it was just different. But you have this thing where when you write, the way Randy wraps it up, Randy know how to wrap some shit up. Like I try. Your conclusions. <laughs> like when we was learning about paragraph structure in middle school Yours. and the teacher got to Stupid. remember them last transitions when you get to moreover or in conclusion, we all went with that basic shit. But Randy learned fire and that's how she wrap it up. And you be forgetting about the stuff in the beginning and the middle because the ending was so clean. But um, I don't know. I guess starting from the beginning, that oh, all I guess sucked. I should open it. Yeah, it does. That um, sucked. I, I'm I'm trying to figure my shit out, babe, and I apologize. No, let me tell you so why long. it sucks. It, and um, again, and I don't want this to turn into a thing where you feel like you have to apologize because I want you to listen to what I'm saying before you respond. Okay. It sucks that you feel that way. Not that. I feel a way now because of how you feel towards me. It sucks that you, because of things that you have experienced, feel like you can't fully be vulnerable. That word we defined earlier mm-hmm. and give that trust that you want and have that faith that you've always wanted to have because of these, for lack of a better word, like hangups, these other things that are on your mind. Whenever you start like going into these are the things that are on my mind or these are the stories that I tell myself or these are the things that I'm thinking, you go all over the place. There's yes. a lot and I and and nothing is ever simple. No. In that way, <laughs> which is why I mean this is a this is a this is a complex issue to have. Issue. It yes. is. And because of that, it sucks. Mhm. Am I being clear like Yeah, you are. I I can't be upset with you for struggling with something like this when you have a lot of history and there's just and and but you sorry, I was but no, you no, were that, close. I mean, were upset. I, I am, mean, what, but my my being upset Again, it's not because, damn, why she won't just trust me? My being upset is, damn, why can't she trust? Like, why are these things, why have these things happened and led to this point? Because she does deserve to feel those things. Because she shouldn't feel bad about or or think that I'm going to turn on her. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and in that way, it does still involve me. And, and I can internalize that because, yeah, you know, I am human. Right. But at the end of the day, I look at it as like, in what way am I wrong for like trying to turn this into some shit about me? You know what I mean? Like, so my thinking turns into it's, it's more important that you, that I show you whatever it is I need to show you for you to feel comfortable. Then I feel bad about the fact that you're just not there yet. I mean, I think that it's fair if you did both or if you felt I do. Both. It's, it's a, and not, that's the thing. It's, it's complex. Not, it's yes. a, it's a, it, it, I mean, it's not easy being told cycle. that you're annoying. It's not easy being, no. um, criticized. It's not easy being told or being you don't told trust that. Me. Right. Um, and it's not easy being told that. And I I mean, I tried to lighten the blow by, by also following up with the fact that this is a vulnerability issue. This is mm-hmm. not a trust. To me, it doesn't feel like, like a trust issue in terms of like in the sense of how you are feeling it. But I understand that 
that still is like it's part of it right um and that you're still hurt and it's also wasn't easy for me to like i was sad um you know, my, my two-week break didn't start off happy, you know. <laughs> no, it wasn't for happy reasons that you took this mini I was, I was sad. And like I said, um, in episode 45, confused and um, tired and really trying to process what uh, all the feelings I've been trying to run away from. And we said this, I said this off the mic, but again, it took this, mo- the, this money um, situation that we are in and, you know, this choice we made to move in with mom, you do this coding program, have this baby. Um, you know, like it's, it's, it's like brought this to the surface. Whereas 10 years ago, this was not where, where we were. Um, you we have a completely different conversation 10 years ago. Right. And so, Three years ago, um, yeah. and so it took this happening for this to come out the yeah. same way. Like I said, when we first got married, we, neither one of us realized how rigid you could be until we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not usually like a box person, but you were like by the book, very structured, very crazy. Um, I thought, and that's the crazy um, thing about it is that I am like that. But we had been apart for so long, like, like I, I do, I live by a certain set of rules. I was raised a certain way. I carry myself a certain way, but because we had lived apart, that just wasn't what you saw all the time, right? Like, I'm very specific about how I keep my space. I was very specific about where I go, what I do, who I'm around, like, for, because. I have to follow guidelines in order to make sure my life don't spiral out of control or I mess up or something goes wrong. You know, like that's mm-hmm. that's my version of trying to keep control. Well, I didn't know that before we got married. And the issue that turned in that, you know, that translated into when we got married, it was like, I don't want to fuck this marriage up. Mm-hmm. How do I not fuck this marriage up? I got to be perfect here. I got to do this and I got to repeat this daily. And if Randy does the same gotta, thing, then we will never argue. Then we and ever. We'll and there will be, be no fights. And, and it wasn't right. It wasn't right. <laughs> That's not how this works. No. It Everything isn't. is fluid. It all shifts. It changes. You got to kind of roll with it. Right. And... I guess that's another sucky thing about this because I have to roll with the fact that you just said you don't trust me. And you, you keep, I feel because, like, so what, no, what about again, this? Because the, that, I'm just, we're talking about the beginning of the journey. Yes. Entries. That's why I'm bringing you it You have up. read and discussed by it. So what about, were you getting into that? Like, what about, like, what do you want to continue saying about this? Again, trust, firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, and strength of someone or something. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to take that personally though you know under like while understanding and being as trauma-informed as i am and as trained in this shit as i am yes to hear because the the way that translates is your wife according to what you just said does not firmly believe in your reliability (laughs) your truth your ability or your strength like you know like that's yeah no it it sucks and the reason why that sucks it's not just because damn she don't feel that way but like that's how i feel you know yeah i trust the like I just, I just I trust you. I, I mean, Mike, and I, I feel, I believe that you have earned my trust, and like you're one of my marble people. It's a, it's a mar- analogy. You said marble, marble. So like, I know I've been talking Explain. about her a lot, but I feel like this is a really great analogy. She's my second per- favorite person with analogies. You have good analogies. She's the second person, Brene Brown. <laughs> <laughs> And I only know this because Brittany, my friend Brittany, sent me this podcast. She was like, listen to this episode and let's talk about it. So basically, her daughter's teacher takes away marbles at the class is acting up. You know how, you know, teachers, they have something. You either put marbles in, you take marbles out if the class is acting up. And you get marbles based on how, how much you've proven yourself. You've shown that you can be 
a good friend. You've shown that this is my analogy. You've shown that you can be like trustworthy. And so my jar is full of marbles. Right. Okay. You have earned my trust. So, I mean, that's the period. You have. You have. Okay. And like, like taking a step back and like realizing that, um, or like reminding myself of that is why I want to do this episode and why I want to share this with you, even though I knew that the impact would be that you will be hurt by the fact that the first bullet point is I don't trust Mikey. And here is the thing. First, where we define vulnerability. That's why that's such a big thing. Because even with having these rough discussions, these rough conversations, the it, it's very obvious that trust is there and that you do have some level of faith that something is going to come that's not going to kill you. Right. Because we don't do stuff if it's harmful, like, you know, to like our lives. Yes. So you took it upon yourself, vulnerability, quality or state of being exposed to like expose yourself mm-hmm. at yeah. risk of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. Right. And you know, I ain't going to touch you. And you know, I'm not going to make you feel worse for already feeling bad. Maybe. Maybe. Not intentionally. It's never intent. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, fuck you. Like, it's not. Mm-hmm. Have I ever intentionally? No, what are you saying? Made, Randy. No. Intentionally? I don't know if it's Have I ever intentionally verbally abused you, Randy? Answer the question. No. No. That's, that's what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> you shit. No, you've never done these things before. No, babe, you haven't. So that's a big deal. I know. And I appreciate that. You're welcome. Because I don't think we'd be very, we'd get very far if it wasn't for that. Right. You taught me the importance of vulnerability. And I don't bring that up to throw it at you and be like, because you taught me, you should be straight at it. But you do do that. Not intentionally. That's not my intention. <laughs> my intention is that, to though. bring up the fact that, like, I get it. I get that it's hard, but it's also possible. It's not you need to be where I'm at with certain things. We're just two different people where we move in different positions. Well, but I bring it up so much because it was such a big part of, like, my growth. You were the first person that I could be vulnerable with. Some people think they know things and they are completely oblivious. I know. Yeah, but but they don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? You do. I do. And if I didn't have this connection with you, I can honestly say I would be, I'd be, I'd just be a shitty fucking person. You know? You would. So me saying you taught me <laughs> vulnerability, like vulnerability, like I, I just yeah, it, it's but such I a just big be, thing. you know, but we we we've both been in education. These teachers know how to teach sometimes, and they still ain't that's real retained or practiced the what thing, they are though. putting you're out. So smart. Like, you you that teacher? I know. <laughs> you're not that teacher that'd be like, look, I got three degrees. That's how you about my my math teacher. Yes, he did. He used to constantly be like, "I you got did. three degrees." You did. And now that I'm an adult, you get like, yeah. I look Why at that's her so different. sad? Yes. You were at a terrible school with your three degrees teaching. This poor, sad salary. Right. Anyway, shout out to Miss Jackson if you're listening. Lord Jesus. Um, but um, yeah, you know those who can do those who can't teach, like that whole yes. thing. I don't. I don't believe in that. You don't. I don't. Okay. I believe that. Those who can't still can do if they like, like trying is still doing. It may not look like what it was you wanted to look like. It may not be a hundred percent successful compared to somebody else. But I think that that effort, that Uh taking that step, doing something is a big deal. So is there anything else you wanted to touch on about this? Not to like rush you, but you had another point that we, I realized we hadn't touched on. No, no, no. Um, like what are we doing or how are we moving forward based off this information? But I didn't want to just, uh, no, we, the... we, no, we only in the first part of the journey. I know, but we, okay. No, go ahead, please. So the next part focused on in your entry. Sorry. You, what do you need me to do? You need me to read it again? Yeah, like a part of just, just which yeah, part, babe? After the first part of trust. Uh, babe. Like just, just pick up somewhere reading. Um, 
Oh, okay. You already talked about this. Maybe uh, because I don't want to completely depend on be taken care of, loved by Mikey, yes. and then have him stripped away and be left without my devices. Or maybe I'm just scared and it's hard being the kind of vulnerable being taken care of takes. Okay. Can I stop you right there? Yes. Yeah. So you did start getting into the whole, if I go there and catastrophizing. Yes. So for those listening, catastrophizing, can you just <laughs> define it, Randy? It's just making, in layman's terms, making like situations way worse than they are. So like Mikey doesn't call me back. Oh shit. He's died. He's dead. And. Or he cheating or yeah. he in space. Like it's. Um, I, I Googled it real quick. The internet's working. Catastrophizing is an irrational thought. A lot of us have, um, in believing that something is far worse than it actually is. Right. Like believing wholeheartedly. Yes. That this will happen. That affects your actions. That if that it. Yeah. There's nothing more powerful than your mind. Yes. And we have these conversations all the time. You think it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. If I thought you are dead right now, you're dead right now. If I say in my mind, I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck. Like that's just. Yes, babe. That's where you leave it. And. That's dangerous mm-hmm. because you believe in something that's wrong. It's harmful. Yes. It's very harmful. I am going to say this, not in an attempt to change your mind. My goal here is not to get you to come to some epiphany today, but just because I think it's important to respond to those things. I don't take anything lightly. I don't think anything is small. If it's a concern, I think we should address it. The, you having that thought is sad. Not because it's how it's making me feel, but because I know I you don't, don't have think, to. I, I, I'm gonna qualify it every time. You don't have to. You don't. I don't plan on giving you my love and my everything, and then just like pulling the rug from under you. Well, no, not um, necessarily. You like being like, "Oops, I'm different," but like people die. That's Things fair. Happen. No, I wasn't talking. You, you said that was the last point you were about to get to, or I'm left to my own devices, which yes. is a fear of mine. Like, what am I gonna do if you gone? This is why we got to die together. You anyway, we already talked about that. Um, I'm jumping off something really high in Dubai. Well, you going to travel there to jump off something? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make any sense. This is a beautiful building. I would love Just to see Just to it. die? Yeah. Don't, let's not talk about okay. this. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. really not. Um, <laughs> there was, you expressed that because you've seen like men like give and then it be used in a way that's like manipulative or mm-hmm. it be taken away and then they're like left with nothing. Um, it is my goal in life to love you to the best of my ability. This is just my response to you. Um, all I want is you to be happy. Um, and if my actions affect you, sorry, because my actions affect you, I want them to affect you or affect you in a positive way. Yes. So all I'm thinking about is how I can leave you with something good or something great. If I am gone. So I just want you to know, while I have your attention and your eyes on me, that <laughs> I have no intention on leaving you with nothing. I have no intention on becoming somebody that I am not uh, blindsiding you or hurting you in that way. I thought I should say that. Thank you. You okay? Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious about what you think about these things. Like now, now that you you wrote it down. Yes. Like where are you at with that? Like, do you, like. I mean, I, I logically and rationally mm-hmm. know a lot, you know. Very smart, and Your genius. I know, and I know these things about you, which is why I married you, um, because I knew that I would be safe with you, um, and that like, and who you are is who you are. I mean, we are ever changing, and like, you're not the exact same person you were when we got married, mm-hmm. but you know, you're changing for the better so far. But um, <laughs> so far, no, you are. But I, uh, <laughs> I don't know, babe. These are these are not like I said, easy fears to accept that I still have every now and then especially as i'm like 
and I know I say this all the time, you know, like everybody who who's a parent know like that newborn tiredness. Being sleepy fucks with your brain. Like you're not thinking rational. It's a torture um, um, tactic. tactic, and like that's why usually when I'm googling crazy stuff and trying to figure out what's up with this baby, googling poop and and acne and baby rashes. Randy up here it's looking at, at night. Like, lip tags. It's like and... two a.m. because I'm so tired. <laughs> lip ties whatever it is some shit my baby ain't got i i mean y'all like i i fall into the dark internet web and so i know that part of this is also like a lack of sleep right not even just like that but like just a lack of like having that the rest like the mental emotional rest that is necessary for like health Mm -hmm. and so so it's like partly that but also part of like a, a gene a fear um and fear is not rational um all the time and it's nothing instinctual that i'm going through that's like oh watch out but it was something that like again like i said that i realized i was experiencing on my break and so i appreciate affirmation i know these things to be true which is which is why i shared it with you partly because i knew that i would you know be affirmed but like it's not like really necessarily about being affirmed in terms of like feeling better but more just like that i could share it with you um and the question that i had is is there anything and I'm not saying this for representation, but I really want to know. We haven't talked about this. That you still struggle with or that you find that sometimes you struggle with. Maybe you haven't had your moment yet when it comes to vulnerability with me. Absolutely. Um, or trust. Oh, there are things. Daily. What, what, what are these things? Because it's, a, it's still a constant fight on like to not personalize these things. No, not, with, not like internalize it. That's like one of my big like with being vulnerable. Uh huh. Like. When you speak up or speak out or share something, you're not always going to get the response that you want or that you expected or that you were looking forward to. Yes. And that's the problem. People, you know, you ha- you come with these expectations and then you're let down. Mm-hmm. But like for someone who like wholeheartedly believes in like great things happening, like me, like I'm, I'm such an optimist yes. that I'm always thinking before I go into worst case scenario or catastrophize best case scenario trying to think about the best possible way this is going to turn out and that's what i'm hoping for mm-hmm. and when shit spirals out of control it's like it's hard not to take that take that in and be like damn yo, i i ain't shit like i'm fucking up in some like in so many ways like how did i possibly think that that was gonna go any other way than how it just went i feel like you're speaking very broadly Can what do you, you mean like i like what are you saying what was your what was your question specifically what are you what are, what is something that you have struggled with vulnerability with me? Is it telling me something from what you're saying? I'm being, trying to paraphrase. Okay. And then My, like right. worried Number about the Number one thing is being consistent with it. Being consistent with what? Having to consistently be vulnerable. With me. Yes. That okay. constant exposure sucks. Yes, it does. Because we have moments like earlier today. I mean, it's not awful. My therapist told me something. It's not, it's not awful. Sometimes it's awful. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't let your therapist name. <laughs> Um, I'll beep it out. <laughs> no, it's you said stop saying awful. Sometimes it is. It's like all right, it's cool being out on the beach. Here's an analogy. Mm-hmm. But if you're out there too damn long, sunburn. Yes, like it's just yeah. And you so, can you can prepare yourself to the best of your ability. SPF 50 is a thing. Umbrellas, like babe, all these things. Lord, but sometimes you still can't avoid that goddamn sunburn. So. One thing, the thing that you struggle with vulnerability with is having, me, to, do is it having to do it all the time because it's not always fun. It's like, not fun at all. It's not always fun. It's not always for like the betterment of our relationship. Sometimes being vulnerable means being honest and open about some shit I don't want to say out loud. Yeah. Like that what? I really wanted to keep in the depths of my mind. Like, like what? I just read a journal <laughs> entry. Get your shit out. 
what? Absolutely not. No, like it's. <laughs> You have to frame these things so that they're not harmful, though. Like, it's um, not... You're right. I'm sorry. Don't, no, don't do it. Don't do no, it. Okay. Well, I will say this. Um, we've been doing this podcast for over a year. A year. Yeah. And you brought up that I constantly bring up the fact, like, a lot of my fighter flights were centered around, like, cleaning and things of that nature. <laughs> like, who wants to keep having a conversation like, yo vacuum nigga like you know like who wants to i mean we have we have a lot of conversations that's all right my fight or flight is coming up no i'm saying like no no i know no i'm just saying that i get i get that there are things i'm sorry i'm sorry it's just because you you put yourself at risk you put yourself at risk for that emotional that physical whatever it is but to be honest with you what like how else would this marriage work because I don't know. Well, in the way that we said we wanted it to work, it wouldn't. It wouldn't if we didn't do this. I would imagine, and only because this is the only marriage that I know about. <laughs> um, right. That because we talk like this, because we ha- constantly had these conversations, it's hard for me to imagine anything getting old with you. Because there's something new every day because we always be in open about some shit. <laughs> does it make sense? It does. Like, you know how I always had this fear that when I got married, we'd run out of conversations. Like, because, you know, movies, yeah. whatever. It happens. People run out of things to say. I mean, stuff to we do. only got an hour and thirty to make a movie. That's I'm just saying, like that's a theme What's though. That's a theme heart. that gets brought. Randy, I'm not, you know I'm, what I'm, I'm talking sorry. about. Yes, I'm, I'm. Why are you doing this? I'm to sorry. Me? I'm sorry, babe. You. you are. I apologize. <laughs> You're trying to say that you thought that we would run out of stuff to talk about, but you're realizing that we won't. Nah, I guess and it's because we're being day. vulnerable. Yes. I, I so you don't think I listen to you. It's not that I don't think you listen to me. It's that your response is again babe. me being optimistic. Because you be trying make because I love you, but like I love you, and you you live by your analogies. I also think there's some like, men who are like listening, and when they hear this stuff, that it kind of resonates with them. Like, no, it does. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And like maybe if my wife hear this while he talking, since she's listening right now, <laughs> she might get well, what I'm trying like, to convey. I. I I'm sorry, my nigga. My wife cut me off, so sorry. You, you ain't gonna get your. Well, point, I bro. know, like I know that you're always changing. I do know what you're always trying to say. It's just we also have two very different speaking techniques. Yeah, because you are a water sign. This is my belief. You go around and around mm-hmm. and around. You want to know what my belief is? <laughs> no, I don't actually. I'm gonna that's share me anyway. being vulnerable with you. I don't want to know. And that's me being vulnerable with you. <laughs> when we were all learning that that paper structure. Oh, paper struggle. And you were really great with the conclusion. Guess what I was good at? The middle. That the lecture. Oh, I can stretch a story out like you a mother. You can. I can that stretch it out. That word count, you'll Ooh. meet it. Ooh, I ain't never have a problem with the <laughs> with the the elaboration portion. Yes. <laughs> never had an issue with it. Well, I'm sorry. Wrapping up. <laughs> wasn't always my strong suit. I apologize. I get it. For always cutting you off. It's okay. But I think I just be trying to fit. get you to your I just be trying to help you. I already got to the point, and then I went somewhere else and doubled back. You did, back. <laughs> and I be just trying to bring you back. Okay. And then I be getting in the comments that I don't love you, like you love me, but I just be trying to help my friend out. We love different. What else about this <laughs> this um piece that you wanted to talk about? What was the life? next part? Um, the flirting part. All right, we can stop right there. So, Randy. Yeah. Um, you were saying about what the, what was difficult to you about flirting? It's awkward to me. It's awkward. Why Mikey is, it awkward? is not so like I don't. I'm gonna tell you <laughs> why. I just want to know from your perspective. I don't, I don't know why people have made it this far, but like that's cool. I, let's we, let's cool. talk right now. Okay. I just want to talk to you. It's okay. Um, it's just awkward Mike, because like he will say stuff that I'm just like what? Like I don't even know how to explain. You I don't, started breaking it down. You was like flirting is it's like, awkward. Like I don't want to do it wrong, and because I wasn't flirted with. 
at least I don't know that I was. You swear that I was that Brandy, people flirted with me, but like anybody listening to this completely understands what flirting looks like. Y'all, and sometimes like, y'all just don't catch it. I have my what is that big big um Big Bang Theory, Sheldon. I am the Sheldon of flirting. Like people, shit go right over my head. Like oh, you're trying to talk to me. Yes, get in them drawers. I don't get it. Randy's. I'd rather you just say I want to fuck you. Almost a year in Ghana like, just... with niggas trying to get at her and she ain't even notice. <laughs> what? I'm coming back telling all these stories of people just like, they're just like y'all, it goes Somebody over my head. Somebody was trying to marry Randy and it she goes... didn't even notice. I didn't. I really didn't. I thought that Ghanaians are known for their hospitality. I was like, and oh. Going back to <laughs> they're also known for trying to marry American women. But I I really miss that. I love you. And it it's was not even your it fault. was another Ghanaian that uh told me how she felt about me dismissing these advances and I had I had no idea that they were advances. So they I were suck upset at it. that you were turning They thought that I felt down. like I was better. And yeah. I really Randy was just like, Well, I have a boyfriend and they were like, So Right. Do you have a boyfriend here? <sighs> Y'all, that's a, that's another episode. That's another but episode. anyway, but this is where I had failed in flirting, and I failed with my husband as well. I don't think that you failed with me. I think I did. This just that's just not your strong suit. Do you know why? You're not really a good bullshitter. <laughs> I'm serious. So when people are trying to bullshit with you, it wasn't being direct. You were you're like, you're, you're not, it's not just that you're oblivious. It's that <laughs> there's so much that happening that you're like, oh, that's all bullshit. I'm not recognizing any of that bullshit. <laughs> Seriously. So you block bullshit out. I have a friend in New York named Sheena. Every yeah. time anybody would say something flirtatious, she'd be like, line. Like, she'd say line. Uh-huh. Like, oh, that's a line. Because yes. it is. It's bullshit. That's all flirting is. But <sighs> we recognize that it is that. At least everybody else does. And they either accept, address, and, like, dive into the bullshit and bullshit back. Or they don't. I don't. You have never. But you want me to. No, and it's not that I, I want like, you to. I feel to. like you do. Because, I just be trying to point it out now. Because you'll say something, I'll be like, and I'll respond, and you'll be like, babe. I'm like, oh, and you're flirting. I've noticed that you just don't recognize it. <laughs> and you know it, too. <laughs> what happened yesterday? We was talking, and you, something happened. I don't know. Y'all, he said something. I said, Mike, what do you mean? He's like, flirting, really? flirting, flirting. flirting. <laughs> I'm flirting. I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is me flirting. And he said, you say that. I was like, I want some pussy. Or something like that. Like, I want to get some. And you would just. Something along those lines. Yeah, it wasn't that. We have to figure out what you actually we, said it, because we, I was confused was that, as shit. Though. I was like, it wasn't what you said. I had said that you look good, and I was like, damn, it wasn't pussy, something like that. And you was just like, what? Like you started looking like, what are you talking about? I'm like random flirting. You like, oh, okay. it's not, y'all. Uh, we're I was doing like, it say wrong. something back. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you just suck at bullshit. <sighs> I Which is why sometimes all these other things are difficult. Like, you don't be bullshitting with this. Why are you bullshitting with this? Like, you like... I know. That's all. But I just thought that was interesting. And then finally, I said, um, maybe I don't trust my kids to take care of me because I really want to be taken care of. And I'm afraid that makes me look lazy. And that no matter what, I should always strive to take care of myself alone. Because Mikey right. is a man and people are fallible. Now. That was the last point I made. What? So, lazy. Being taken care of is seen as lazy. At least that's the narrative that I feel like maybe intention unintentionally, but that I see a lot, especially when it comes to women. So, for instance, there's just one scene in that movie, Premonition, with Sandra Bullock. And I've never seen it. Yes, you have. You haven't? No. Anyway, he dies, right? It's an old, oh, old movie. He dies. I didn't see that coming. Spot, you know, plot twist. He dies. Gotcha. But, like, every time she wakes up, she has a chance to, like, do this over and over again. But at one point, he dies, and... 
there's a bowl at the top of the fridge like the t- the highest shelf and her mom she's like in this days of grief and her mom was like trying to talk to her because they're at the funeral she's just like who's gonna get this bowl down for me now you know like and i don't know why that scene has always stuck with me and this movie is old as hell but like yeah that's a really random one to pull out of the bucket i think about like that bowl is like represents my life like I don't, <laughs> like if you always get this bowl off the shelf for me and then you die like I mean, honestly, I know how to eventually get the exactly. bowl down, but I'm just going to sit gonna there. You're going to find the stool. I, I don't know, know, but I don't want to have to find the stool. I want That's you to fair. always be While able to I'm take here, this bowl you ain't got to find the stool. I know. But I don't think anything's wrong with that. I think that, you know, you know, also, I grew up with a. Not many people are married in our family. You know this. No. And women take care of themselves. They take care of their kids, they do it by themselves. And I mean, at one point, mom was like, you know, I, I was congratulating my mom on, like, raising you know healthy kids for the most part and she was like you know i really appreciate it but i didn't do this i ain't signed up for that shit to so, do it by myself yeah and i had never thought about that because you know that maybe she didn't want to be alone and like have to do all this shit by herself and i don't either but like i'm supposed to be strong like it's just this, this thing with women you're supposed to be strong and independent but like be vulnerable with your man and let him do stuff but like also keep your own account and also like it's just too much shit it's too much shit and i like it's, and men it's are a lot the to, same, which to keep is up with and um an issue and i don't know exactly what i want because i think i spent so so long trying to like i don't know fit in so like i'm actually i'm coming to it like a head right so this shit is catching up with me mm-hmm. um and i have what's to decide that, what type of wife phone? i want to be and woman i want to be and mm-hmm. i need to like accept that and i haven't been asked to accept that until now or accept like what it is that I want. If I want to be taken care of, then say that, and like accept that. Here's the know. thing about wanting to be taken care of and equating that to laziness. No one can just take and give nothing back. I don't think you're capable of that. Okay. Giving like there's there's equity, there's equality in that. Like being taken care of on one side, yeah, but you also take care of me on another side. Like it's like I I don't always like that I rely on you to be the one who helps bring me back but i don't got nobody else honestly um and i don't feel like that's lazy of me for not seeking others to like help me like it's you who i chose you know uh-huh. and this is that's just how we communicate like for instance today i had a really hard day at the start of my day i was uh, i was struggling with walking back to the class but i needed to go back to class so i call you and i say hey, i need you to tell me to go back to class like it's something small but no, I get it. this is the relationship that we have I think that you define your relationship, you say what it is that you want, and you communicate that. And if that works with the person that you're with, then that works for them. And if you add that other point on with, you know, I don't want to be referred to or seen as lazy or anything like that. This is a concern. We can address that. I don't think you're a lazy person. I don't think wanting to be taken care of, even if that is a deep desire, is a bad thing. To be honest with you, I want you to sell your book. I know that so you I can sit my ass at home I and take care of our children. Like it's not. I can't wait till it's your turn. Because I'm gonna still be like, work. I'm gonna still no, do stuff. Shit, still. You see, what I'm saying like, and that's how I always follow up with that because of some guilt of making it seem like, like oh, I just want to be lazy. Like, yeah. But that's not the case. I don't think there's anything lazy about taking care of a child. It I don't ain't. think it's possible. I'm tired. Even if you came home to to a mess, if our child's still alive, it is what it is. It is. What I, it I, is. If I when I come home and I see a mess. But Drew smiling, I'm like, damn, Randy worked her ass off today. Had to. <laughs> Drew still breathing. She probably ate about 12 times. Yeah, she did. This can't be her first outfit. Like, it's just you know it ain't. stuff happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> you no, know it ain't. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being like, all right, babe, so let me find somebody to come clean this shit up. I'll pay somebody or I'll do it. Let me find somebody to come cook. Cause we need to eat. Cause like that's not being, I can't yeah. come and be like, Oh, she lazy. That's just stupid. <laughs> and I don't want to be called lazy when you're taking care of me. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I don't want equality. <laughs> so I'm putting it out there in the universe, you know, no judgment. Yeah. At least you just, you won't get none from me. And as far as I'm concerned, since you married to me, that's the only matters. opinion that I know. Uh, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I'm working on that. All right. So that was the end of the journal entry. Yes. Um. We had a a question, a final question. Yeah. So one thing: what are we doing moving forward? How is this being handled? I guess we could do one each. Um. For well, for me, because you did, you, you had a lot of talking time. So I'm gonna so what are we break. doing moving forward with handling this? I am just with vulnerability. Try. I'm doing my best to actively expose myself to you and it is not easy like for instance with this sex challenge that we are still doing yeah we've had to start over so this is day three again three is this day three yes again um no it ain't no it's three (laughs) don't make me check i just Um, i I can't i can't twice that one time um am i right jeez okay um it's day three Mm -hmm. and i realized that like i look at the clock and like oh we gotta have sex we have to have sex and that's not sexy it's not sexy and, or appealing or you know it's just kind of like hey i do this thing real quick because what i really want to say is i want to have sex i do not know why that's so hard for me to say i don't know this is i mean practice but practice so that's what perfect. i'm doing I'm, I'm having to practice in some cases fake the fucking funk fake the funk fake the funk and fuck yeah got you i'm so tired fake the funk i was like trying to do the outcast thing and like the randy thing you know they have that like a got you anyway i love you <laughs> it's going over your head Where no it's i like, caught it did I'm you just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, i have to think punk. Punk, you know um which is sometimes what it is you know but for me i am just trying to actively practice exposing myself um to you when i know that i am not if that makes sense that is the one thing i'm 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 doing my best to do because i'm not one of those people that blame my childhood on like who i am right now i do think that that's like you know it's embedded in my story it's part of my narrative but you know part of part of like a processing of it that is not just who i am Mm -hmm. i can be someone that's healed and that's someone that can have a relationship with her husband um the relationship that i said i wanted like i'm also capable of that so yeah how about you your one thing doing moving forward um to better deal with this honestly i just want to talk to you we Um, talk all the time though i know but like really i don't always like it oh yeah you don't but it's an important part of making sure that we are okay um it is a necessary part of making this marriage work because this is work um we gotta talk and i'm not always up to it i'm not always in the mood i always don't want to do it sometimes i want to just shut up there is sometimes i do just want quiet or anything but talk with <laughs> well at least you're honest i know but i love talking to you mm. because it ends like this like this. What Do you remember where we were three hours ago? Um, yeah. I mean, I think having sex in between, that's mailing me out. Point that I'm but, making. You know, I'm... <laughs> Conversation didn't hurt. Did it, Randy? No. That's where I'm like leading to. Oh, sorry. Is that... See, you know, Mike, this is what I'm talking about. You got to be direct. I... <laughs> no, it did not hurt. Um, I mean, it was hard, but it, it wasn't painful. And when we started, that's the point I was making, is that 
I mean, that's also the point I was making. I wasn't just saying it was going to be just sad to be sad, but like, it, but it is sad to have this conversation. I'm, I'm, I don't sound sad, but this is not easy to sit with. And I get talk it. About. I, my um, thing was but, that the whole thing ain't going to hurt and it ain't got to hurt. And like, we heal after things like that. Like things like, I mean, we try. It's, yeah, yeah. Conversations make it easier. Conversations are the reason why we are together. Mm-hmm. So I'm always here for a conversation. So just moving forward keeping that willingness to have a conversation and being open and just that's my way of practicing that vulnerable vulnerability yes uh, so, so i just don't want but whatever I, know. I, know. I don't have that option you don't sir well you always have that option i don't exercise that option you it's don't. a terrible idea it is with me for you me want to be married with me to me if you want to be happily married to me i can't do that that's what i meant yeah but i'm talking about from my perspective you won't be happy I, I won't put up with that shit the but same you, way I did when we were kids. Well, we would have to. We wouldn't. We're not getting a divorce. I'll go stay with mom. You know, she actually told me I couldn't stay with her. Yeah, she did. And she, and you she, know, she told me I could. Shut the fuck up. Dead no, ass? she did it. No, she did it. She right. told me yesterday. She was like, if Mikey got kicked out of the program, what would you do? And I was just about to say, <laughs> <laughs> me and Drew would gladly go. So she was like, and the before you are not living here, y'all gonna work that out. Like, she literally was just like, no. So I know that she did not say you can live up there because she is very adamant. I can't wait till we had this interview. You're going to be hurt. <sighs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> Engagement. Y'all send us any feedback if you have made it this far about this episode um, and about your vulnerability. Vulnerability fails. Or um, wins. And tell us. I don't know. Can you relate? Did any of this make sense? Were we just talking? And if so, did you just find the conversation entertaining? <laughs> and that's how you made it to this engagement point. Um sex challenge still happening oh yeah sex challenge update where we at so we are at day three of 21 hold up hold up hold up let me just be sure that we are on day three of 21 um we are on we are on day three you're right day three of 21 and um going strong yeah we have to do an extra day but yeah yeah we messed up we had sex twice in a day which is like like in, in theory not bad but were you thinking you didn't have sex that day and so you had sex real quick because you didn't think and then you realized you did have sex <sighs> also the holiday threw us off randy went to go be great and had like a conference in athens and it was a lot but we back yes and we on day damn three and she has great skin y'all um but yeah so send us that engagement and that feedback please let us know what you thought about this Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. And right now you can save over $500 on any queen or king bundle. That includes a Nectar mattress, foundation, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, as well as our 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com slash save 500 and get hugged. Fight or flight. All right, love. Fight or flight it is your fight or flight this week. Yes, it is. I'm going to chill out because we nah, don't have two crazy chill. fight or don't flights. Chill. Come, come. Bring it. You keep stuffing. Wait, hold up. Before you bring it, maybe you should chill. You keep stuffing this trash can. You stuff and you stuff and you stuff. And I wake up, finally, for the, like, mm-hmm. the 10th time with your daughter who has decided that now she's awake awake. You know? Mm-hmm. And I go in the kitchen. Because I'm finally able to make me something to eat. And I go to go throw said thing away. And I realize there's trash hanging out of um the trash can. Mm-hmm. Lots of trash. I don't know why you have... You've been doing this and you do this with a diaper genie too. I go in there to change her diaper. And there's a diaper 
and the and like the the top won't close and your baby's diapers are starting to smell we are doing a little formula here and there either way they are starting to stink and mm-hmm. you won't you can say baby i got the trash i got the trash i got the trash but you don't got the trash I don't, I don't the trash, trash got you. It's starting got to look you. like you remember that episode on Love, Death, and Robots. Mm-hmm. That dump, yes, the dump episode. Mm-hmm. Every time I see the trash can like that, I think of that little monster, that big monster. Why? Just start another trash bag, and then I end up starting another trash bag, and then sometimes you're home and you see me, no, babe, I got it, but you don't, but you don't got it, Paul. So that's my fight with you. Why do you stuff the trash can? Why do you overstuff? Why don't you? And I and I know you said that once you take the trash bag out, the trash falls and this. But like at the moment, aesthetically, the trash ain't falling. Oh, we're the talking about is, the aesthetics of the trash. We're bag. talking about that it's mess. It's nasty. Oh, we're talking about what's nasty. I'm talking about all of it, nigga. <laughs> <And what's laughs> That's no what problem. I'm talking about. Gotcha. Start a new trash bag. What is your fight? You want me to? Stop stuffing the trash can. Stop, Stop leaving the, the gen- diaper genie wide open with that diaper that's propping up because you ain't got time to make sure it fall all the way to the bottom of the chute gotcha. because your daughter is screaming at you. Okay. Stop. Stop. Let's address Stop. the diaper genie first. I'm okay. going to fight. All right? Why are you going to fight? Because fun. That's why. All Mikey, right? I'm tired and your daughter is asleep. And if you're not you. really going to fight with me to fight with me, you just want to fuck with me. I'm mad at you. Okay. Oh, my God. You just want to fuck with me. No. I actually just wanted oh, you to fight? like. What's your fight? Well, now I just want to like fly. I'm gonna no, go don't I'm gonna flee make sure because I, I yelled at you. Be vulnerable. Why are you <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit? Why All are you right. fighting? Now you bring up the diaper genie and the fact that when you get to it after I've changed the diaper, it's full now. It's not full. Or it's not full. You just haven't ma- dropped the diaper all the way in. I haven't stuffed it. Not that you haven't stuffed it, Paul. You haven't <laughs> <laughs> dropped the diaper because the diaper unit is not full, Mike. Okay. But it's not full. So there's still a diaper at the top. That won't, because you haven't put it in the diaper genie. Sometimes you got to shift the little thing. Sometimes, Sometimes just... you have to, s- <laughs> you're using word like shift and slide and push. And what are you trying to say? Are you saying Sometimes that you want me to stuff <laughs> The diaper in the diaper genie? Because that's not where I thought this conversation was going, but this shit is priceless. Mikey. Huh? Just say it. Say stuff the diaper in the diaper genie. <laughs> say it. Just say it one time. I want you to say it. Say it. Say I want you to push the diaper in the diaper genie. It is not stuffing it. What do you want me to do? I want you to make sure it's down there. <laughs> yo, look at Randy. Yo, Randy's hand movements are killing me. All she do with her hands is stuffing shit down. <laughs> Mikey, Randy, just say stuff. Just... You want me to stuff the diaper genie? Because I don't want you, I don't want people to Be think vulnerable. that this diaper genie is full. It's not full. It's not full. And because it's not full, that means there's room for more things to be pressed into it. So what do you do when there's more room in something and you need to press things down? <sighs> Ooh, please answer the question. Just stuff the you stuff it down. Right? Good. All right. So we're going to move on Mikey. to the trash can. Here's the thing. Moving forward, even though sometimes it's already to the rim when I'm doing it, they change it I, out. Don't, I don't change it out enough, which okay. is a bigger point. If I do that, we ain't gonna have no more conversations about this. Yes. I don't change it out enough, which is fine. Cause I'm always just trying to like get this nasty ass diaper out and just keep it moving. Uh-huh. Um, I can be more, uh, intentional uh-huh, about uh-huh. pulling the diaper genie down and replacing the damn shit myself. I know you probably replaced it about a million times. A million. I can count on one hand how many times I've replaced the diaper genie. It's been four. Has it been four? It's been four since this child has been born. Oh, okay. The first time was just for y'all to show me how to do it. Oh, okay. So it's been three of like a full thing. I can be more intentional about changing that. Um, one that helps you to eliminates the need to stuff the diaper. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you mentioned Mikey that when something is full, but it's not really full, you stuff it down. <laughs> Look, honestly, we got a little ass trash can. We do. I'm going to lay it out for you. I'd be tired of walking these trash bags up to this damn trash can for it to be rolled out. I just be trying to keep it as full as I possibly can because that's less. I'm one of those people that I got to do it in one trip. But it makes more work for me. That's fair. The point, the reason why I haven't been doing more of, of like, you know, taking it out when it's starting to get full is because whenever I bring groceries down, I try to bring it out as many as I will come down with 20 bags on I both know. hands. Like, it's just, it's, it's what it is. Same thing with taking trash up. I will take all the damn bags in the world. I ain't trying to take more half packed fucking bags. Just don't. I know. So stuff <sighs> until it's full. So can you stop? It's ultimately my question. Why? Can you stop? You mean to stop stuff in the trash can? Okay. Or just start a new bag. Okay. We hear this, right? He said, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. So, I guess fart part one. PDA. It's your first. <sighs> Randy Danielle Chapman. Mm-hmm. First. Mikey. You are. First of her name. Mike. Queen of the Chapmans. Jesus Christ. First man. I love you. I love you. I am nearing the end of this program, and... With that, I am nearing the end of my rope. I know. I had somewhat of a outburst yesterday. As much as I can have an outburst because I'm a large black man and you can't scare white people too much. Um, I've been having a hard time for months. I know. You have been helping me get through it. I don't know where I'd be without your strength. Not just through this program, but just in life in general. Um, I don't think it's talked about enough just how hard you work. At working hard. I don't even know how else to put that. You put effort into everything. You put 100% into everything, even though you shouldn't have 100% left to put into something after you just put 100% into something else. If this is making any sense. Um, I'm trying to say I see your effort in all things, in our daughter, in our marriage, in your future, in our future, in your career, in your writing, in the way that you love me, in the way that you handle our family and our individual families. And the way that you're trying to figure life out right now and the way that you handle this podcast and the way that you handle handling all of those things. I see your effort. It does not go unnoticed. I promise you, as soon as I have the freedom and the space mentally to really express to you how much I appreciate you and see you, I am going to. But right now, I just want to say that I love you. And in case you didn't feel seen before, I want you to know that I see you. I do. Thank you. <laughs> I love you, dude. No, I did, babe. Oh, sorry. No, I don't know if you heard me. Yeah, I love you. I love you too. I really appreciate it. my PDA. Um, what's up? Well, you called me today to ask for help, and that was nice. Cause you don't really do that, Mike. You don't really ask me for help. Um, shoot me. You don't like you don't be like you haven't, and maybe because you just haven't had to do it in a while. But you don't be like, hey, Randy, I need your like help. And today you're like, hey, I need you to tell me to go back to class. And, and to me, that's asking for help, you know, because um, you don't feel like you could have called anybody else. But I don't no. think you could have maybe. Mm-mm. But I, I just really appreciate you um, still trying to. I appreciate you being vulnerable. I know that wasn't easy for you to have to call me, especially because we got two weeks left by this program. And I don't get to. Get and you can't kick. Quick. You cannot get kicked out. Also, didn't want to call because I was afraid of waking you up. And I'm not trying right. to take you away. But from you did it anyway. Things. And so. That's fair. That's why I appreciate you, Mike. Because you can rely on me, even if I am asleep and taking a nap. Uh, or even if I am, like, doing other things. But you, you know, but you know, but you did catch me at a moment where it wasn't nothing. It was just you. So, 
I was relying on faith. I know. I was trusting that faith would let me be vulnerable in this moment. (laughs) But I do appreciate you reaching out um, to me for help. And I know that was not easy for you. So I love you for that. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, babe. It is your call to action. Woo. Go ahead. Y'all know what it is. Be sure to check out our website, www.blackmillenniummarriage.com. Yes. I actually think this is a really good time for me to inject something extra. Um, Recently had a family event over Memorial Weekend. And uh, I have a very close cousin who listens to the podcast. Shout out to my cousin, Brandon. But this nigga asked me, what's, um, what's... What do you say, patronize? What's patronize? He meant, what's <laughs> like, Patreon? Look, we go over this every episode. So I'm going to dive into it again. Patreon, which is not a part of our call to action. Because you keep copying and again. pasting from other places. Check us out for extra additional content on Patreon. It's yeah. www.patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Dot com. com um slash black millennial marriage or go to patreon.com and search black millennial marriage um through this site uh you essentially a membership fee for extra shit yes and by extra i'll mean like a little like one episode a month we do a whole bunch of extra shit we take a lot of polls that is where our pictures go first um even pictures who will never make it to social media yeah um my daddy journals mixtapes randy's um musings writings from being a mother or wife all of these things that extra episodes have a bonus episode we're moving on many episodes there so anything mm-hmm. about baby goes to patreon from now on if you're ever um, curious about what me and randy think about real world events that are happening right now we only talk about that on patreon yeah uh we had and people. we actually kind of have fun with that um patreon actually we do episodes featuring them and that's coming soon so we're really excited yeah to drop we're gonna that for y'all. start turning a lot more over to those people who are like sincerely in, invested, invested in, us, in, yeah. in the family. making our content really great um we do consider them family and they have really great input yeah they um, got on us y'all we'll talk about that later <laughs> but um so patreon.com yeah um, we are still available on itunes spotify stitcher and google podcast and if I, you don't have the coins for patreon if you like love us and you just like y'all it, i i i, I want to be here for you mm-hmm. rate us five stars yep leave us a comment as well share um us you know Tell comment on our page you know we just hit a thousand people Woo. we got like followers now I love a thousand um, organic people. I know. We didn't buy any of them. Just no let shade. y'all know. No shade. Because we came a little close, but we didn't buy none of the followers. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on social media platforms. On Instagram, what are we, baby? Black Women of Marriage. On Facebook, we are Black Women of Marriage Podcast. And on Twitter? Underscore at the Chapman. I'm lying to you. Underscore the Chapman. At underscore the Chapman? Yes. I love you. Leave us a voicemail at 770-750-4098. That's 770-750-4098. You will be featured in an episode if you say that it's okay. Yeah. Thank you again for listening, y'all. Mikey. Be blessed. I'm sorry. I was trying to figure out what extra thing I could say. Be vulnerable. Be blessed. (laughs) Don't settle. Fight clean. Peace.